beginning this period of group meditation practice we reflect on a skillful approach and so often the, the Buddha pointed out right view comes first it's the first element of the Eightfold Path and over and over again he emphasized this right view comes first this is the way that the, the mind orients itself, seeing things clearly, seeing what the priorities are, what is most important. Over and over again, people come to visit, people uh, stay visitors or guests or members of the community, and the question is, Am I doing the right practice? Am I, am I doing this right? Should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? What should I do? The mind gets very focused on the aspect of method, wanting to sincerely and uh, with commitment, with faith, with energy, to learn what the method is, to carry it out, to be a good student, to do things well, which is reason, reasonable enough and quite noble, quite uh, skillful, wholesome in its, in its own way. But the mind can get very method-oriented. What should I do? What's the right thing for me to do? Am I doing this right? To think in that way, to see things in that way, presumes that there is this one right thing that I should be doing. And if I do this, this one right thing for me, then I'll live happily ever after. I'll get to that, that golden place, that sweet spot where everything is good. So, Pretty much everybody who asks that question, what should I do? Am I doing this right? The response I give is, you tell me, what's the result? To have the idea there is one right thing that I should be doing, that if that is then followed, it'll lead to a permanent pleasant result is essentially wrong view, it's a delusion. It's like, what's the right size of shoe, or what are the right glasses to wear? Do you need glasses? Depends on your eyes, depends on what size your feet are. Everyone is different. And even if the shoes are the correct size, you need to put them on the right feet. Left shoe on the left foot, right shoe on the right foot. Otherwise, even though they might be the perfect size, they still don't work. On the style of practice uh, Lumpo Cha embodied and taught and comes down to us, which 
seems to be most effective and helpful, beneficial for most people, is not one based on a specific, particular method, particular technique, but rather exploring, using different techniques, different methods, different things, suit to different people, different natures. And then to use our own wisdom, our own experience, to see what works. So I say, you, know, you tell me, what's the result? So rather than obediently following a system given to us from outside, there's more responsibility on the individual. You experiment, you find out what brings benefit for this particular configuration of feelings and thoughts and perceptions that we call our life, our mind. This is very much in the spirit of the Kalama Sutta, the Buddha's teaching to the, the um, people of Kesaputta, the Kalamas. They're in doubt about whose teaching is correct and who to trust, who not to trust, who is reliable. The Buddha says, well, you try things out and find out for yourselves. Don't even believe me. Pick things up, put them to use, see what the result is. And find out for yourself, does the shoe fit? How does it feel? What's the result? In terms of right view, the Buddha said, The essential characteristic, the quality of right view, is seeing things in terms of the Four Noble Truths. This doesn't mean believing that the Four Noble Truths are, are true, or hanging on to them as a philosophy to believe in, or to grasp, to attach to, but rather applying, moment by moment, this quality of vision. Is there dukkha? Is there no dukkha? Is the mind creating alienation, insecurity? Is it stressing? Is it identifying? Is there dukkha, in short? Are things out of balance or in balance? If there is dukkha, then that means there is some kind of clinging, some kind of attachment. To look, explore what's being attached to. A pleasant feeling, a painful feeling, a sense of I, a sense of other. What's the mind grasping onto? A sound, a sensation, a memory, an emotion, an opinion, a doubt, a beautiful feeling, a painful feeling. What's the mind attaching to? There's a looking and exploring. And when it's recognized what the, the mind is clinging to, identifying with, then the encouragement is to let go. Pahata Bhanti. Let go. When the mind sees that clinging, then let's go. Then the result is Dukkha Niroda. The stressing stops. Things come into balance as an integration. 
Dukkha-Nirodha. But when we speak about right view, it's not an opinion, not an idea, but rather applying this way of seeing moment by moment. So, once again, when people ask, am I getting the practice right? Am I doing the right thing? What should I do? Over and over again, what I'll say is, well, what is the mind doing with this moment? What is the mind doing with this method? How is it handling this feeling of liking or disliking? Comfort or discomfort? What is the mind doing with this moment? How is it handling it? Is it creating dukkha out of this present experience? Oh, this is the challenge in terms of developing the practice to not get focused just on following a method, not get stuck into ruts or habits of how we've always done things or what's familiar to us, but to bring this quality of attention to the present experience, to explore what is the mind doing with this moment, whether we're following a formal practice or it's some kind of informal moment, it's the flow of perceptions as the body moves around. We see inside the, the temple or outside in our room, in the sala, places around the countryside. What is the mind doing with this moment? Is it creating dukkha? If there's dukkha, what's being attached to? If something's being attached to, can I be recognized, seeing that, knowing that? Then let the grip loosen, let the grasping come to an end. And then when the grasping stops, the identification ceases, how does it feel? In this way, whether it's formal practice or informal practice, we're alone or with others, whether it's something that we like or don't like, somewhere in between. We're developing this, this skill of recognizing dukkha. Okay, this is dukkha. Training the heart to respond by letting go. And then, once the letting go has happened, to notice how does the heart feel free of clinging, free of grasping, free of dukkha. Dukkha Niroda needs to be realized, Satchikata Bhanti. So sometimes we let go and there's a moment of, oh, great, drop that. There's a moment of relief, but then the, the mind starts hunting for the next interesting thing, the next thing to do, the next thing to worry about, the next thing to get interested in. We don't allow dukkha niroda to be fully realized. But satchikata bhanti, it is to be known, to be recognized, to be received. So when the grasping stops, when the heart is free of dukkha, the challenge is to notice that, to let that be fully acknowledged. 
realized Satchikata Bandhi to be realized. When the Buddha was summarizing the practice, the teaching, he said, in a simple phrase, Sabe Dhamma Nalang Abhini Vesaya. Sabe Dhamma, all things, Nalang Abhini Vesaya, should not be grasped at, should not be clung to. Don't cling to anything. He said, if you've heard this, you've heard everything. If you've understood this, you've understood everything. If you've practiced this, you've practiced everything. If you've fully realized this, you've fully realized everything. So, this is all we need to know. Sabhe dhamma nalang abhinivesaya. To not cling to our feelings of happiness and comfort, inspiration, to not cling to feelings of desperation and alienation, insecurity, to not cling to feelings of comfort, discomfort, feelings of identity, of I and me and mine, sounds, sights, tastes, smells, physical sensations, memories, emotions, plans, opinions. Wherever the mind takes hold and gets born, creates an identity, that's the place to let go. And when there is no attachment, no clinging, how does it feel? To know this directly, to keep seeing this moment by moment within our own heart, then you don't have to, to be um, believing somebody else's perspective. You know. You know what clinging is like, you know what freedom from clinging is like. It's not an opinion. It's not an idea. It's not something that you're just taking on trust, but it's known directly, fully. So establishing right view is establishing that perspective as the priority to see things in terms of dukkha and the ending of dukkha. Everything else about our personality, our name, our story, our duties, our feelings is all around the, the edges, around the periphery. To establish right view is to put this dynamic, this particular chemistry of dukkha and the ending of dukkha, putting that at the center of attention. So whether it's formal practice or informal practice, whether it's something that we like or dislike, whether we feel comfortable with it or uncomfortable, whether it's delightful or awkward, what's the mind doing with it? Is it creating dukkha out of this moment? If it is, let go. Whether letting go has happened, how does it feel? And to allow that into the heart, to let the heart truly know the quality of freedom from clinging, dukkha nirota, to know that. Not to get lost in descriptions about it or ideas about it or hanging on to a memory, but moment by moment, knowing 
at freedom from dukkha. It's like this. And that speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs>